Section thirty six of Irish Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. Ossine's Mother. Chapter five. For many years after that time, when he was not fighting against the enemies of Ireland, Fionn was searching and hunting through the length and breadth of the country, in the hope that he might again chance on his lovely lady from the she. Through all that time he slept in misery each night, and he rose each day to grief. Whenever he hunted, he brought only the hounds that he trusted, Bran and Skiolan, Lomer, Broad, and Lomlu, for if a fawn was chased, each of these five great dogs would know if that was a fawn to be killed or one to be protected, and so there was small danger to Saiv and a small hope of finding her. Once, when seven years had passed in fruitless search, Fionn and the chief nobles of the Fiana were hunting Ben Gulbane. All the hounds of the Fiana were out for Fionn had now given up hope of encountering the flower of Allen. As the hunt swept along the sides of the hill, there arose a great outcry of hounds from a narrow place high on the slope, and over all that uproar there came the savage baying of Fionn's own dogs. "'What is this for?' said Fionn, and with his companions he pressed to the spot whence the noise came they are fighting all the hounds of the fiana cried a champion and they were the five wise hounds were in a circle and were giving battle to an hundred dogs at once they were bristling and terrible and each bite from those great keen jaws was woe to the beast that received it nor did they fight in silence as was their custom and training but between each onslaught the great heads were uplifted, and they pealed loudly, mournfully, urgently, for their master. "'They are calling on me,' he roared, and with that he ran, as he had only once before run, and the men who were nigh to him went racing as they would not have run for their lives. They came to the narrow place on the slope of the mountain, and they saw the five great hounds in a circle keeping off the other dogs, and in the middle of the ring a little boy was standing. He had long, beautiful hair, and he was naked. He was not daunted by the terrible combat and clamor of the hounds. He did not look at the hounds, but he stared like a young prince at Fion and the champions as they rushed towards him scattering the pack with the butts of their spears when the fight was over bran and skiolan ran whining to the little boy and licked his hands they do that to no one said a bystander what new master is this they have found fion bent to the boy tell me my little prince and pulse what your name is and how you have come into the middle of a hunting pack and why you are naked but the boy did not understand the language of the men of ireland 
he put his hand into Fion's, and the chief felt as if that little hand had been put into his heart. He lifted the lad to his great shoulder. "'We have caught something on this hunt,' said he to Caelty Macrone. "'We must bring this treasure home. You shall be one of the Fiona Finn, my darling,' he called upwards. The boy looked down on him, and in the noble trust and fearlessness of that regard Fion's heart melted away. "'My little fawn,' he said, and he remembered that other fawn. He set the boy between his knees and stared at him earnestly and long. "'There is surely the same look,' he said to his wakening heart. "'That is the very eye of Saiv.' The grief flooded out of his heart as at a stroke and joy foamed into it in one great tide he marched back singing to the encampment and men saw once more the merry chief they had almost forgotten End of chapter five